The fantasy football draft came and went. Um, college football week one, not week zero, week one officially happened. Already some big upsets. Already some like, oh, I uh, I told you so. I told you it was going to happen. Um, a lot of those games. Uh, a very close, almost huge fuck up. A definitely big fuck up. Uh, just, just a lot of shit happened over the weekend. No NFL. Everything's been calm in the NFL news, but college football was king this weekend and my god it started off right so uh with uh me and josh's picks you know i ended up throwing down four picks it was gonna be five it was gonna be the duke temple game that was going on uh right before the draft happened um but i i got to the interview too late so it had been cheating for like oh yeah well let's i'm gonna take duke because uh duke won 30 to nothing over temple which uh, kind of surprised me they were only seven point favorites so go blue devils but um yeah man uh let's see uh the big games that we picked the first one was uh oregon georgia and oregon sucks cock oh my god georgia is either the greatest team alive which they were last year or oregon is just mad trash and that whole pack 12 is just or pack 10 whatever it is now is fucking trash because i don't even remember the final score at nate let's say 45 to 3 might have been worse than that. Might have been a little less. I don't. It was bad. It was bad. And I'm of course, <laughs> me and Josh are like, yeah, Oregon's gonna keep it close. Georgia played like shit last year against Clemson. You know, no, Georgia fucking dominated. I did not realize that the game was in the Georgia Dome. I should have put two and two together. I didn't look far ahead enough. That's my bad. My bad for anyone that listened to my bets. That played off my bets. I'm sorry. Um, Georgia ends up dominating, though. So we both said Oregon was going to cover, so we were both wrong on that one. Um, another game was the Cincinnati-Arkansas uh, game. And Arkansas was six-and-a-half-point favorites. The pe- the odds makers had a fucking amazing weekend with this pr- their predictions because Arkansas ended up winning by seven points. Well, at the time that we picked, I thought the spread was seven. I wrote down six and a half, and in the interview, I said seven. And when I listened back to the interview, and I made the the post or whatever with our picks, I wrote seven, but it was actually six and a half. So luckily, we both said Arkansas covering. They did cover by half a point. Um, so yeah, it worked out perfect for us. Even though, Even if it was seven, we would have both pushed on it, so we wouldn't have lost that bet. But Arkansas covers... They went by seven. Um, good for them. They, they said it straight to Cincinnati. Like, yeah, this whole talk about you guys being in the national championship playoff, fuck out of here, okay? There's there's going to be 12 spots maybe next year. We'll get into that. Uh, but for this year in the final four, you ain't going to be fucking part of it to screw up somebody's chance. You guys had your chance, and you screwed it up against Alabama. They didn't play bad against Bama, but they didn't win. So that's – uh. That's old news. And, uh, yeah. Hold up. I'm turning it. Okay. Um, the next game was the upsetter. It was the Notre Dame versus Ohio State. So, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Notre Dame was up 14 to 10 at one point. And it looked like it was going to be hella close and Notre Dame might pull off a huge win they were talking about that before the halftime break like 
How many? What amount of teams number ranked number one or number two in the past has lost in week one opener? And I'm like, oh my god, is this really about to happen? Fuck no. Or Ohio State's defense stepped up, play like they should have, and then the last big drive they had just carried on the back of this backup running back. Just fucking let him go off. He had like six carries and ran it in for the touchdown. The dude deserved all the credit. They should have been doing that shit all along, just running it down their throats. Notre Dame's, they could tell their roster, like the depth of it, wasn't as strong as Ohio State's. The amount of like four or five-star recruits, definitely in Ohio State's favor. Just Ohio State was a better team. They win by 11, but they could have, that last drive, they had over three minutes. They were able to run out the clock, but they could have just run it down their throats and got another touchdown and covered. Um, but if you pick Notre Dame, you covered. Um, Josh did pick Notre Dame, but he said Notre Dame was going to win, but he did pick them in the spread. So technically, he won the spread, but he was so fucking off with Notre Dame winning. He said Notre Dame wins by like three or four points. Fuck out of here, Josh. Notre Dame ain't going to beat Ohio State. Notre Dame is a trash-ass organization that gets lucky and plays an ACC schedule. They do not compare to any of these Big Ten, well, major Big Ten, and all of the SEC teams. Vanderbilt is looking incredible this year. I think Vanderbilt would fucking beat Notre Dame. But it's also week one. They could get better. And Ohio State could also get a lot better, too. So keep that in mind. But, uh, yeah, Ohio State does not cover. So Josh wins that pick. And the last game... Coastal Carolina taking on Army. It was a little bit higher scoring than I thought it was going to be, but Coastal Carolina gets away with a like, double-digit point win. Um, they were two-and-a-half-point favorites. They cover. We both picked Coastal Carolina. That's We only had one pick that was different, and it was the Ohio State-Notre Dame pick. So Josh gets goes 3-1. and one. I go 2-2 two and two on the first round of picks. We are going to start doing five games, though, not four, for the rest of the year so that we are going to have a definite winner or loser when it comes to ourselves because I ended up tying which is a total butthurt nation right there. I hate tying. Tying's like making out with your Caesar. We don't want to make out with our Caesar, so we're going to get fucking automatic games, which I said there was going to be an odd game, and I was taking Duke seven-point favorites, but I'm not going to count it because the interview was well after they had a huge lead. Um, Temple looked like shit, though. <laughs> but uh, So that was our, me and Josh's picks. Um, usually on this show, I'm not going to go way too in depth about how our college picks goes. I'll just kind of let, or how the college week goes. Uh, maybe that'll be like a Tuesday thing. I'll go over what happened in college, but NFL is going to be king on this show. But because it was a college weekend, college is king this weekend. But, uh, getting ready for Thursday night, Bills, Rams, I believe it's in LA. So much fucking hype. You're, you got the net defending champions in the Rams and the, the the team that everyone is fucking saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, like myself included, like just the that way that team was built. The only thing missing was decent defense. Oh, yeah, let's just sign Vaughn Miller, who gave a big burst of excitement for the defense over the Rams last year, who's won several Super Bowls, who knows what the fuck to do, that can take his veteranism and leadership and lead a team to a Super Bowl. The Bills were just a fucking coin flip away from getting to the Super Bowl last year. Well, they'd have to beat Cincinnati, but I'm pretty sure that Buffalo would have beaten Cincinnati. No offense, Joe Burrow fans and Bengal fans, but I believe the Buffalo Bills just had a better team than you guys last year. It's not – I mean, it's – it's y'all got really lucky with Patrick Mahomes and those fucking motherfuckers just choking the dick. Just choking the dick out. Um, I take back that Patrick Mahomo joke. That was an old me joke. Trying to get away from this homophobia shit, so – Patrick Mahomes suck dick motherfucker. 
Okay. Okay. That's an, you know what? That's that's another. That's sorry. That's another homophobic joke. That guy Patrick Mahomes is a fucking douchebag. There you go. Um. That guy choked. That whole team choked, and they let the Bengals go to the Super Bowl, which I was glad because I hate the Chiefs, but I hate more Patrick Mahomes than the Chiefs. Um. But yeah, Bills would have. Bills were a better team. Bills would have won the Super Bowl. Bills would beat the Rams last year. They're here to prove it this year in week one. Week one, guys. Week one's they're here to prove it. And I can't wait to see that happen. I cannot fucking wait for that. All right, so getting to this year's picks and how it's going to work. All right, so you always have a Thursday night game now. And then you'll have several Sunday night games and a Monday night game. Sometimes two Monday night games. Whatever. Um, So I'll give you the Thursday night game pick on either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, leading up to Thursday. Um, and then I'll give you the weekend picks. I'm going to make it a thing to be my Friday show is going to be my NFL betting picks, along with a possible honest movie review. And since, you know, it's 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 football season, and that's what this show is about, I don't know if I'm going to have time to do the honest movie review. That might be a middle-of-the-week thing, but that has been a Friday thing in the past. But uh, but it's you're going to get your Sunday and Monday picks on Friday. Um, but as for this week, I'll go ahead and give my Thursday night pick. The Buffalo Bills are going to L.A. to take on the L.A. Rams. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this matchup. A lot of people are saying Bills, and I said this earlier, Bills are going to be the Super Bowl champions. But doesn't that mean... Oh, Chris, aren't they on like a weird low, like a weird low because of that coin flip game? Yes, but they're also out to prove everyone wrong. The Rams haven't lost too many people. I don't know if Odell's completely gone. If they've re-signed him by now, uh, but he was a free agent as the last time I found uh, last time I looked into it. So they're down Odell. They're down Von Miller. They've lost a couple other guys, but most of the main stars are back. Cooper Cup is expected to be a fantasy football monster. And then you got the Buffalo Bills. They made some big signings, and they took on Von Miller to up that defense a little bit. And that was the one thing they were missing is a better defense. I think they got that now. Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded coach. He was the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers when we went to the Super Bowl. Please, God, do your best to remember that. That that year gave him his head coaching job for the Buffalo Bills. And that's why the Bills and the Panthers have all these weird trade relations. The Bills are the closest team to the Panthers when it comes to inner trading. Um, which makes me feel good because the Bills are doing really well with a lot of ex-Panthers. But, comes down to it, it's all about the Thursday night game. The matchup, the first one of the week. I believe, I truly think the Bills are going to win, but for some reason in my gut, when it comes to playing the money, why would the Rams want to lose the week one opener at home after winning the Super Bowl. They're on this super high confidence boost. I'm taking the Rams to cover, but I think the Bills win in a close, huge matchup. It's only two and a half points spread for the Bills. I'm taking the Rams in this one, and I don't like taking it, but I I truly think Vegas knows something that I don't. The Rams will cover, Bills will win. And if I if the if the Rams just cover if the Rams win and cover, cool. Because the only thing I'm picking is the cover. But I truly think the Bills are going to win this game. So there's my pick. Take the Rams two and a half point underdogs 
in the week one matchup, Thursday night matchup, and I'll give you, once again, the rest of my week's picks on Friday. Thank you for listening to the show. Let's get ready for some motherfucking football. Now I'm going to talk about the college playoff format. Here we go. College football heads have voted, and they are going to eventually move the playoff field to a 12-team playoff, giving the top four seeds a bye week and the rest of the eight teams playing in a round before them. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I really thought they were just going to move it to six, which I was going to be happy with that too because that's two teams that should have made it in, get their chance. Now it's fucking eight teams, eight more teams that should have made it into the playoffs are going to get their chance to prove themselves. It showed a graph of what it would have looked like last year. Those would have been dream matchups. I love that. I fucking love that. And I can't wait to see that. Um, yeah, I just... They, they're they saying that it might be possibly done by next year's, next year's uh, season. Can't do it to this year's because it's already been set that it's only going to be the four-team. But this may be the last year of the four-team college football playoff format. I cannot fucking wait to see this 12-team rollout. And once again, the top four seeds get a bye week. After, at the end of the season, after their, their championship, uh, conference championship games, they'll get the bye week, and you'll have all the other teams that are in the playoffs, the five, five through 12 seeds, play out in tournament-like style to get into the bye week team's games. And then after that, you'll have a round of eight goes to the final four like it is currently, and then you have your national championship. Oh, my God, Chris. Oh, my God. Are they playing more games? Fuck yeah, they're playing more games. They play more games in the NFL. There's NIL deals. These players can get paid now. They're probably going to make it out to the point to where they're going to get these players paid for playing in these games. Fucking all these. And, like, they become bowl games once they're in the playoffs. Like, the Fiesta Bowl is a fucking playoff game now. Like, the, the, the sponsors of that bowl, it's probably going to give a little bit of the portions to the players. Oh, my God, guys. If y'all play this game, we'll give you $15,000 a piece. Fuck yeah, they're going to want to play. You're going to have these little bench warmers that never got their chance. And they're like, bro, uh, I don't know if we should. I don't want to sit on the bench for another game. I just want to get the next year. Bullshit. They'll sit their ass on that bench. Heat a bench, cold bench. They don't give a fuck. They're going to sit on that bench, and they're going to get paid, and they're going to love it. NIL deals galore. Even if it comes down to just the school having to get the kids money, they'll fucking figure out a way to get these kids money. LSU has a specific person hired to that school to get those kids money. ESPN did a thing. It is perfectly legal, and all these other schools should be doing it. If your football team is good enough to make it in the top 12 teams of the league to get you in the playoffs – your school is making a shitload of money off your football program, and your school can pay these goddamn kids money so they can play because the NIL is in place. Get these kids paid, laid, and graded A, and get them to the NFL. Bada bing, bada boom, rich, rich, bang, bang. Feeding off, feeding off these fucking channels. ESPN is sucking the teat of the of the NFL, or I'm sorry, of the NCAA, getting all the money they can possibly get because these ball games, these playoff games are going to make so much damn money. Good for them. Thank you. Thank you, college football, for making this playoff bigger.